0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast, and this is episode 23, where I bring you the second episode of Interview with a Cast Member. This week, we are joined with Jen uh, from New Jersey, and she's going to share about her experience as a Disney, Disney cast member working in the Magic Kingdom on the college program. So we had a great interview, uh, she told me a lot of great stories, maybe even brought a little tear to my eye, uh, she gave me some information that I didn't even know about, uh, but it was a great interview with Jen and I'm, I'm ready to share it with you guys. Uh, but before we start, I do want to mention that we had a little bit of some, we had some audio issues uh, within like the first, uh, probably like 5 to 10 minutes, I, I'm not sure how long, but. Uh, we have some audio issues, but it is fixed after the again the first like five or ten minutes. We we were able to remedy the situation. So, uh, so yeah, just fair warning, uh, just stick with it. Uh, it's I did the best that I could. I'm I'm trying to figure out the best ways to record these these podcasts. I've I had some issues in the last interview. I just tried a recording so. Either way, I'm gonna get these out to you guys, but uh, but yeah, I audio is super important to me, and I want to make sure I bring you guys the the best audio that I can. So yeah, just uh, just bear with us. But anyways, Jen, you gave a great interview, and I'm really excited uh, to begin. So without further ado, uh, let's begin this week's episode of the XS Press Podcast. Today on the show, we welcome Jen from New Jersey. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Not too bad. Thanks for coming on the show. I, I know we're recording this pretty close to Thanksgiving, and I know your schedule's probably busy, but I appreciate you putting this in your schedule. I'm,
1: I'm super excited to be
0: on today. Awesome. All right. Well, I so you were a previous cast member. Um, so yeah. before we kind of get into how you became a cast member i guess during the disney college program i i want to talk first about how you kind of fell in love with disney because i I assume that anyone that is on the disney college disney college program that they they absolutely love disney so i want to know um (laughs) how you were introduced to the to the disney parks
1: yeah um so i was introduced to the disney parks pretty early on i would say between the ages of Two and five, I went about twice a year, mostly around the holidays. Um, My mom would take me down to Florida. And I can actually remember uh, my first like magical moment that was created from a cast member. Um, I was in Fantasyland, uh, one of the merchandise shops. And back then, way, way long time ago, you could get um, like your name tags engraved with your name and your city to kind of match what the cast members had. And the cast member that was helping us uh, recognized the city that I was from in New Jersey. And uh, we just kind of started talking. He was talking to my mom and asked us if we had any plans later on uh, for the night parade. And we said no. And he asked us if we could come back and meet a specific cast member by the castle um, and he had a little magic for us and so like all day we're all excited like leading up to you know the nighttime parade and when we arrived by the castle um, we were met by a cast member over in Liberty square who actually presented us with like a front row seat on um, on the parade route bench to to watch the parade and literally like every character, came up and interacted with me during that parade. And it was just like the most amazing experience.
0: <laughs> wow. Um, how how yeah, old were you? Really Did you see, cool. How old were you at this time?
1: Probably about like four or five. Um, so that to me was just like such an awesome an awesome thing, especially being a five-year-old, um, like being treated like as royalty. It was just, it was really cool.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a memory that, I mean, you're never going to forget. I mean, obviously that's, that still sticks with you today. Um, yeah. yeah the, I know, I know the, the benches are coveted seats for the parade. So, I mean, that's pretty oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was really cool. So, t- so today, are you still a big fan of the, the parades?
1: Oh yeah. That was like one of, when we get into it, one of my favorite parts about parts about working um, at Disney.
0: Oh, nice! Which so I'm curious. What has in the past? What's been your favorite parade?
1: I have a real soft spot in my heart for the for the um, Move It, Shake It, Celebrate It parade. Okay. Uh, that that to me was one that was like always on uh, during my program when I was down there. But I also love the three o'clock parade.
0: <laughs> the three o'clock parade. Well, which one? Yep. weren't there always oh. different ones.
1: Well, back when I back when I worked there, it
0: wasn't the most recent one. Oh, gotcha.
1: Um, so they have, they have, they have changed it uh, since
0: then. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, did you did you go back um, to the parks a lot after? Because you said you were going between two and five. Did you keep going as like you grew up into a teenager? Or? I,
1: I didn't really. I grew up. Um, I grew up in the '90s, so it was more of the Nickelodeon era. Um, so if we went down to Florida, we most likely went to Universal. Um, I was also big into Six Flags then. So Disney wasn't as prevalent. Um, but then it, it back into my life, uh, in college when I started out uh, working for the Disney store.
0: Oh, no kidding. So what made you want to work for the Disney store?
1: I, it was actually the first week I moved into college. I went to the mall with some friends and I saw a sign in the window and it said hiring for the holiday. And so I was like, you know what? It's going to be a really fun job during college. Nothing too serious, lighthearted. Um, and so I applied, and I was hired for the holidays. And then once the holidays were over, they asked if I wanted to stay on um, part-time while I was in school. And so I actually ended up staying there all four years of college.
0: Oh Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I Yeah, it, it was really cool.
0: So I guess that was a pretty good transition to the Disney College program.
1: Oh yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a big
0: reason for going for it. Cool. So, so with that experience working at the Disney store, uh, was the application process any different for the Disney college program? Cause I, I can only remember that it was, I had to do an, an like a personality test, an interview, and then like, that was it. Was it any different or were you, since you had the experience of the Disney store was, it was easier to, to get into the program?
1: I think it was definitely easier to talk about different aspects of Disney and to kind of tie in my experiences from like a work perspective Um, in that aspect. When I started with the Disney store, they were actually still owned by the children's place. Okay. Um, So I was actually there during their transition when the Walt Disney Company brought them back. Um, So I'm not sure what the process is now, but mostly for the Disney store, it was like, what's your favorite character? Like, what do you enjoy to do? Do you have any favorite movies? How would you talk to a guest? You know, like, different scenarios and things like that. Um, definitely during my interview process for the college program, it made it a lot easier to talk about, um, like different experiences and, and relate certain things.
0: Okay. So, so when, so I assume, because you said you were at the, the store for all four years of college, so I assume you graduated from college and then that's when you went to the college program.
1: I did. I actually tried to go um, the second semester of my freshman year. I had applied. Cause that's when I first found out about the college program. And I was like, I'm doing it immediately. Like, yeah. I just, I just want to do it. I just want to yeah. do it. Um, and so I applied and I had an interview set up, a phone interview. And that's when I realized that I had to take a certain course as a freshman at my university before I could move on. Um, and so they wouldn't let me go my freshman year. And so I was so upset. And I remember talking to my parents about it and they were like, listen, you know, we support you. And if you want to go down there, that's fine, but you should really do it once you graduate. And I think the fear there was that I was not going to come home if I went during, uh, during school. So.
0: Yeah, I could, I could definitely uh, see that yeah. being a fear of the parents. I mean, it's what stopped me from going because I was like, mm-hmm. I think I should. I should finish school. I should keep going. That's one of the reasons. But so so when you went to the college program, which I'm just curious, what year was this?
1: Um, so I was there from August 2011 to May of 2012.
0: Okay, nice. That's a long, it's a pretty long time. So yeah, that's... I did
1: uh, two, two consecutive terms.
0: Okay, cool. And so mm-hmm. when, when you applied for the program, I know you have to choose like, kind of pick what roles you want like pick like a top three so i'm curious what uh what were the top three roles or i don't don't know if you got to choose multiple roles but I'm, i'm curious about that
1: i think we definitely did get to list them um merchandise was definitely up there and i can definitely see why you know um if they they ended up putting me in that role um attractions was up there um I'm trying to, those were definitely the two at the top of my list. I was never like really a big fan of of working in like a restaurant or anything like that. I was always nervous I would mess up some of these foods. So I did kind of say like, oh, if you cannot put me in food and beverage, that would be great because I didn't think I'd be super strong at it. Um, But definitely merchandise and attractions were like my top two, my top two ones.
0: All right, cool. So which role did you get in the end?
1: So I ended up uh, being casted as a merchandise cast member, shocker. Um, and I was just, I was really super excited. I knew it was going to be a pretty easy transition um, from the Disney store over to, to a merchandise role. So it was really just the waiting game then just to see where I was going to be placed.
0: Awesome. That's, uh, that's really cool. So where, <laughs> so where did you work uh, in the parks?
1: So I was stationed at the Emporium, which is Main Street West in the Magic Kingdom.
0: Okay. well, So the Emporium, that's the the big store, right? It's just like yeah, the... Yeah. It okay. is
1: the largest retail store in Magic Kingdom. And if you're facing the castle, it takes up the whole street on the left side.
0: So, okay. So how do I want to begin this? So in the <laughs> store, were you... Did you move around a lot? Or were you at a register? Like how... How with the emporium being that large, how uh, did it work as a as a cast member there?
1: Yeah, so it was it was really different. Um, there's I think there's six zones in the emporium, so they kind of broke it out that way. and then you would kind of be tasked to a specific zone and then you can either um, have a portion of your shift at a register, you could be a door greeter, you could be um uh and i uh, can't think of what the other one is called you kind of like kind of roam a bunch of different zones and you kind of like make gap- magic for guests um and you can also be a stalker um
0: <laughs> stalker what is what does that
1: mean <laughs> you just like help like help stock the um on stage um you can even uh because We were the Emporium, we're also trained in baby care as well, which is a whole other experience in and of itself. Um,
0: You're gonna have to to tell me more about that.
1: About baby care? (laughs) Yeah,
0: what what does that mean?
1: (laughs) Um, So if you're not familiar with baby care, um, there's one in every park and they're typically located over by the first aid. Um, So for Magic Kingdom, it's right around past Casey's Corner Uh, just past the Emporium. And it's a small shop um, where we have baby products. So if you forget diapers or lotion or a bib, um, uh, we have like a small little store that's like stocked with all baby products. There's also a nursing room for moms. There's also a changing stations, um, as well as like a little break area with the TV um, and some high chairs so if you want to take the uh take some time out and just relax if it's super hot out and your kids are you know super overheated you can just take some time out um out of the sun and just relax regroup uh it's really nice. It's a really nice, it's like tucked away and a lot of people don't know about it. Um, yeah. If you're I've, able to use, utilize it, it's like really great.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a parent, so I guess I never mm-hmm. knew that existed. But I mean, that's that's really useful and a great tip uh, if you have kids. That's 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 awesome. So yeah. how, how are you involved with the, the baby care again? I'm sorry. So
1: we're also, so the cast members from the Emporium are also the cast member that there's only one of us that works in baby care at a given time. Um, so we could be, we could have like a switch and we would be at task to go and work at baby care for normally it would be like an hour to two hour shifts. Um, it's also the spot where if a child is separated from a parent during at any point, that's where they can be reunited. Um, so that can be a little (laughs) crazy.
0: Uh Um, have you had any experiences? Sorry, I have to ask. Oh (laughs)
1: yes. Um, that's gotta be
0: so scary for the parents though.
1: Yeah, extremely scary. It's very, it's hard, but it's very common, especially during parades or fireworks, Um, you know, something catches your child's eye and they wander off and, you know, you look for a split second and they're gone. Um, But my, my first experience, um, I was brought a child who didn't speak English. Oh, And so it was like you know, you're trying your best, you know, luckily he wasn't, you know, distressed or anything, but you're trying your hardest to communicate with him and to find out if he knows a phone number, um, or any way to communicate kind of where his parents might be. Um, and so luckily I was able to call down a translator and we, we were able to, you know get him reunited with his family but it was definitely just like lots of me just smiling and trying to give him stickers and yeah showing him where he could watch the movie and it was it was like, i think like 20 minutes i was just like oh my goodness like, trying I, my hardest there
0: <laughs> i mean did that happen so it, did it happen like would you say on every day basis that happened well i mean maybe not when you were working there but with your 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 fellow employees or fellow cast members, I, I should say. I would
1: definitely say it's very common. Um, and I, I don't know if I can necessarily say it happened every day, um, but it definitely happened to me more than a few handful of times. Okay. Um, so it's not, it's not uncommon in the slightest and you feel so bad for the parents when they come and they just think, you know, I had one mom say to me, like, you probably think I'm the worst mom. And I was like, not at all. Like, don't, I know it's a super stressful time for them. Um, so just to have lots of empathy when they when they come in, and when they're reunited, it's always just a, a great time.
0: Well, I mean, that's great. I mean, it's got to be very it's got to make you feel better that you can help to help these kids, like just kind of keep calm and then help them re- get reunited with their parents. I mean, it's, it's definitely mm-hmm. scary. It's got to seem scary at first, but uh, it must yeah, in the end feel feel good that you can reunite them.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's always a it's always a trip when you're over in baby care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So uh, I'm kind of curious. So working at the Emporium, what was like an average day for you? So from uh, like when you I'm curious, like when you wake up to to you go to bed. Like, did you work uh, open uh, open shifts, closed shifts, or how how did your schedule work? What was an average day?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say there's no average day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just average tasks. Uh, So pretty much um, every day was super different, which I think was one of the most exciting parts about working, especially at Magic Kingdom, because Magic Kingdom's hours can fluctuate tremendously depending on extra magic hours. Yeah. Um, Mostly if you're part of the college program, it's like stereotypical for you to work the evening hours. Um, And like I said for Magic Kingdom that can be crazy. So there would be times where I would go to work at 7 or 8 o'clock at night And I wouldn't get out till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning
0: What? Um, Wow.
1: Yeah, so if if extra magic hours went till 3 um, Will we stay open an hour after and then we're there after clothes to clean up the store to stock the shelves? You know there would be times when we would be walking, you know out the utilidors in the tunnels and the morning shift would be passing us coming on in and it's like what day is it what time is it um that's but the,
0: that's crazy yeah. <laughs> so well i mean i know the the nighttime is probably definitely the busiest for the store because i mean oh, yeah. everyone's funneling funneling out of the park. so it's like all right let's see what souvenirs we can get so i mean would would you agree that that's probably the the worst time of the day
1: oh yeah the nighttimes right before the fireworks right after the fireworks, that's like, it's all hands on deck when it comes to to that time. I will say I worked maybe like a handful of shifts in the morning. Um, and that's a really cool experience, especially on Main Street, if you're there right as the park opens. Um, and if Magic Kingdom does the, the early morning show. And if that happens, you're able to like walk out onto Main Street on the curb and wave in the guests as they come into the park park for the day and that is such a cool experience um to see like kids faces just like light up when they turn that corner and they see the castle and you're there like wishing them a magical day and it's just that's a really cool a really cool part i suggest that for anybody
0: yeah i mean they're probably all excited they're they have a lot of Mm -hmm. energy ready to go and then at night it's probably the complete opposite where everyone's yelling at each other everyone's (laughs) not so happy (laughs) Yeah, but you
1: definitely see different parenting techniques for sure. <laughs>
0: oh, jeez. Um, well, that's that's great. So you so you mostly work the the night the nighttime. Yes. Okay. Uh, so that was I guess it wasn't up to you whether you work the day or night.
1: No. Yeah. Normally, you would find out your shifts. Um, I think it was like two weeks ahead of time, like in two week interviews intervals. So you would be able to see um, kind of like what shift uh, you would be working.
0: All right. Well. So. Then I'm curious, what were you? What did you like to do when you weren't working? Because it sounds like you had a lot of your your mornings and early afternoons uh, off. So what what's something that you like to do when you weren't working?
1: I definitely laid by the pool a lot.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, because I worked um, night. I had that morning chance. I also went to the parks a lot. I was lucky enough that when I was down there, my roommates also typically had the same days off as me or the same type of shifts as me. Um, So I was able to experience a lot with them. Uh, We also had Universal passes. So if we wanted to get out out of the Disney bubble, uh, we would go to Universal a lot. Um, We pretty much just tried to take advantage of like everything that Orlando kind of had to offer. and just do as much as we could.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I would imagine what. So you you were there for like all the different holidays, Halloween and and Christmas. Mm-hmm. What, which one Which one did you like the most?
1: I love Halloween season at Disney. Um, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is probably like my my favorite event ever. Um, I still remember the first my first working event for my first the first event that I worked for that um, I like didn't know what to expect at all because um, I had never really heard about the event previously to working there or had gone to one um, and if you've been to an event you know that there's a lot less guests in attendance than a normal normal day they sell a certain amount of tickets for it um, and so the store was like eerie because it wasn't crowded it wasn't like insane um it was just like you had all this like freedom to talk and like interact so much more with the guests all the guests are dressed up in halloween costumes and it's just like it was such a cool experience one of the cool things was that the emporium really um uh liked to do was we would have autograph books and we would run up to little guests um who were dressed up and ask them for their autograph and we had some games set up for them to play. There was um, some themed merchandise. So it was really cool to interact with guests on like a different level during those times. And and the Booty To You Parade is just phenomenal. It's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, it's funny cause I'm not a big parade person, but I love mm. the Boo To You Parade. It's, oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've only been to the event once, but I mean, I still listen to the soundtrack like well, whenever it's mm-hmm. the Halloween season, I usually listen to it all the time. But uh, oh yeah, you yeah. can't
1: get it out of your head either. <laughs> no, no, it's it's very
0: catchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so then, how did so how did that differ to did it? How did that differ to the Christmas party, the Mickey's very Mickey's very Merry Christmas party?
1: Um, the Christmas party is pretty similar in like the same setup. I think there's more to offer when it comes to not so scary, especially when it comes to like the trick or treating. I think the parade's a little bit. Cooler, um, but the same setup as far as like working the event would still happen. Um, obviously, we wouldn't be running up and getting autographs, so that's why like I kind of liked the not so scary because there was a little bit more theming to be interactive with, I guess you could say. Um, but it was still really cool to see uh, like um, Mag- uh, Main Street had like fake snow that they would do that would fall um, and see the guests like try and come in in a sweatshirt and it's like 70 degrees and there's Santa hats. So it was, it's, it's still really cool to see all the guests, um, like in the spirit.
0: Nice. Well, that's really, that's awesome. Um, so, so I guess when you were working there, what would you say is like your favorite memory? Is there anything that like stands out to you the most, uh, whether it was while you were working or just, uh, doing something outside of the parks with your friends?
1: Yeah. So I actually had like a, a magical moment kind of happened to me, I guess you could say that was really cool when I was working. As you mentioned, like I worked a ton of holidays there um, and it can be a little stressful. And New Year's Eve, I worked um, at night at the Emporium and in Magic Kingdom, New Year's Eve is like crazy. It's, like a roadblock. I've, yeah I've heard
0: it's I've heard it's in, insane. Like,
1: yeah I guess get you know. there super early just to be able to get a spot on Main Street like the right spot so that they could see the fireworks over the castle come midnight. Um, that year I don't know if they do it every year but that year um, they had like a DJ set up to kind of help pass the time go by um, and it was a crazy night in our store like absolutely nuts. And it was getting towards closer and closer to midnight. And it was like 11, like 56 or 57, like a few minutes before. And another cast member came up to me with a ticket. And the ticket kind of tells you like where you go next if you're like rotating, um, like rotating locations or if it's time for you to go home or uh, to go on your tea, we had like co-words for stuff. So it was time for my tea, which meant my break at (laughs) 11.57. That's uh, that's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it meant that I got to go and watch the New Year's Eve fireworks at Magic Kingdom. And it was just the coolest experience ever. And the fact that it happened like right at the right moment. Um, So I went backstage and I was able to see the whole show And it was, it's truly something I will never forget.
0: Oh, that's, that's really neat. Did you, did the manager or your, whoever your boss was, did they do that on purpose or did it just, was it coincidence?
1: Yeah, they're kind of just like scheduled, like timed events. So that's how we know which station to go to, which door to go to next, what zone is based on like the computer system does it. So it just so happened that it was my lucky night.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) that's extremely lucky then. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were, you were talking about how that's a magical moment for you. What Was there any magical moments that you had created for any of the guests?
1: Definitely. There's definitely a lot. And there's one thing that I always kind of try and tell anybody that's a cast member or about to be a potential cast member is that like no matter what role you're in, you always have a chance to create a magical moment for a guest, no matter how little or how small. Um, there's always an opportunity in some way, and it could be as as little as finding out it's a guest's birthday or their first visit, and presenting them with buttons, um, just something to to impact their trip and make it special. Um, I've one of my absolute like favorite memories that I can say was a pin trading story if you're familiar with uh pin trading at all
0: oh yeah i'm, I'm definitely familiar but i've stayed away from it because when it comes to <laughs> collecting things i have a very addictive personality yeah uh, so the pins are one thing i have not gotten into but vinylmations is another story so
1: oh okay <laughs> yeah.
0: so sorry go yeah. on
1: yeah, so as cast members, we have the opportunity to have lanyards with pins, um, to be able to pin trade with, uh, with the guests. And so one night I had a little guest approach me, he was probably maybe like 12 or 13 years old, um, and he asked to look at my pins. And so I was showing him my pins and he looked at his mom and he was like, oh, she doesn't have it either. And of course, like that just intrigues me a lot. And so I started talking with them and I found out that he had started pin trading this this week on his trip, and it was, of course, the last night of his trip, and he was, like, really after, like, this one set, and he was one pin away from completing this set, and so I was, like, like, one pin away, huh? And so I was, like, do you have a photo, or can you describe to me, like, what one pin you're looking for, and rather than you guys trying to go from cast member to cast member, I was, like, I'll go around and see if they have it and that way you can shop if you have um, any last minute gifts that you have to get and they were like yeah definitely so he explained what pin it was to me and so i was like racing on stage like from cast member to cast member like checking out everybody's lanyards to see if i could find this pin and i couldn't so i was like all right let me go backstage and see if anybody backstage has this pin And so I'm searching, I'm searching, I cannot find this pin at all. And it's like breaking my heart that I'm going to have to go up to this boy and just tell him that like, I don't have this pin for you. And so it was like a split minute decision. And I decided to run downstairs into the Utilidors. And we have a a pin trading booth down there where the cast members can exchange their pins. And you're only allowed to do it once a day. Um, And I ran down there and it was still open. And I pleaded with, the cast member that was working the booth if like to let to see if they had this pin and, and if I could have it. And at first they said no. Um, they were like, No, you can't just ask for a specific pin. You know, there're certain rules and guidelines around it. And I said to them, I was like, please like you don't understand I have this this guest upstairs and he, he's going to be devastated if I don't come back with this pin like I need this pin and you can write down my name and I, and I, I won't come and trade in any other pins this week like I promise but I really really need this pin um, and so again it must have been my lucky night because they gave me the pin and I put it on my lanyard and I ran upstairs and I found the family and the little boy like kind of just like was like looking at me like to see what I had in my hands and instead of my hands I had put it on my lanyard so I just held up my lanyard and I was like hey, do you want to see if there's any pins that you want to trade me for? And as soon as he saw it, like his face just like lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, And he was like, she has it. And his mom was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Um, And so we were able to pin trade it. And he was just like, he was ecstatic. And it's just like one of those things, you know what it's like being a kid. And you could be on like the best vacation, and ride all the rides, eat as much ice cream as you want, but it's like, there was one goal or one thing that you had set in your mind and you couldn't achieve it. I was just so nervous. He was going to say like, he had a terrible vacation because he couldn't find the rest of his pen, that pin set. So it was really cool.
0: Man, that was a great story. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It did bring like a little tear to my eye. Cause that's, <laughs> I mean, that is so neat that you went above and beyond for this kid. Um, and I, I think, I think when it comes to Disney, like when, when you're younger, you don't, like yeah of course you remember the rides but you'll remember the the little things like that I mean like you were saying you remember that cast member helping you with the parade and I'm sure that's a that's a memory that that kid will not forget um but I think the more important question is what was the pin I think I think everyone needs to know what this (laughs) pin was
1: I I truly I couldn't even tell you if you put the whole set in front of me I mean it was just I don't
0: even remember. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. I, I see. I see how it is. You're not going to tell us. It's all good. No, that's that's truly an an, an amazing story. I mean, I was I was going to ask if there was another story, but I don't know if anything can really top that. But if you <laughs> if there's another story you want to share, I mean, go for it. But um, yeah.
1: I mean, I would just say like, especially working at the Aporium, we had a lot of. Um, a lot of push to create magical moments and anything that we thought was a magical moment, like we just had to go up to our leaders and ask. Um, I had an an, an adult uh, guest walk in and his flip flop was broken. Oh <laughs> so he's like he's like hobbling around on on one shoe, trying to keep his other flip-flop on and he was just like trying to ask for Uh, For where we had flip-flops at and I showed him and we didn't have his size. And you could just tell that he was just like so upset. Like it was clearly ruining his day and like a real ruin, not like I dropped my ice cream kind of a ruin. So I was able to go back um, into the back backstage and I was able to find his size and and a leader was nearby and I went up to the leader and I explained the situation and I was like listen can we create some magic for this guest um and so we were actually able to gift him a new pair of flip-flops so that he could just continue and just have like the best day possible so it's just little things like that little moments that pop up that you just try and do whatever you can to to make the guest day a little bit better if it's not
0: going so great oh that's awesome yeah it's always it's always fun interacting with the uh, with the cast members I mean I, even on my last trip they did little things for us like there were a couple of times they gave us fast passes just for I don't know just for being there I guess but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's always it's always great hearing these stories yeah um, so we have about, uh, we're, we're coming up on the 30-minute mark, but uh, there's a couple questions uh, I did want to ask. Um, I, I'm curious, after the college program, did you continue working for Disney, or did you venture out for other opportunities, or what happened after after the program?
1: Yeah, so I ended up, after my first program, um, I loved it so much. I was definitely not going home, so I extended it to my second program. Um, I will say my second program was a little different in that I focused a lot more on like networking and trying to do meet and greets to kind of, uh, learn from different cast members in the industry. Um, but ultimately I decided to, to come back home. Um, I would have had to have gone part-time off the park to hopefully get full time. And, and I was really looking for more of a corporate role. Um, so I did end up just coming back, uh, home to New Jersey.
0: Cool sounds good um so uh do you have any plans to visit the parks anytime soon at all
1: uh yeah we're actually going back in may i've been to the parks there was like a good stretch let's see i did the college program like seven years ago so there was a good stretch where we were going like two times a year um back to the parks uh i've kept in like really close contact with a lot of my roommates from the program they're some of my absolute best friends and um I've even traveled to Disneyland with them, so definitely Disney trips galore.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, so before I ask my last question, I'm going to ask another question. Okay. Uh, is there are there any other stories that you that didn't pertain to any of my questions in the show that you wanted to tell? Anything that happened down there that, or like a one of your your tips? A- anything else that you'd like to share before we we close this out?
1: Hmm that's a great question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um
0: sorry to put you on the spot
1: yeah no i would say Hmm. I yeah
0: i mean it i mean it could be anything like uh anything that dealing with attractions or like maybe uh if you wanted to what, like Maybe you like going to one of the resorts, uh, grabbing like a snack. Like what was your favorite snack or just, I mean, anything to, to, to close it out.
1: Yeah, I would say, um, so one of the cool things when I was down there that they did, I'm, and I'm sure they still do it now, is like if you were wondering um, like where can I find a churro in Magic Kingdom or where can I find a turkey leg in Epcot, like what areas? is members, if they pick up one of like the booklets that they have, um, they're kind of able to direct you into which lands. So you kind of don't have to go like searching for yourself. Um, so I will say, if you have a question or, or you want to know what time a uh, certain character is doing a meet and greet and you're not sure, feel free to ask cast members. Um, Because most likely if they don't know the answer, they'll try and help you as best as they can to get that answer. So don't be afraid, you know, to ask them any question. It could be the silliest question in the world, like what time is the three o'clock parade? Um, And we will have we will try and have the best answer we can for you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. And I know uh, they always go above and beyond to make sure that they. They don't like you were saying before. You don't want to have to go back and say no to someone. It's yeah. If if you don't have the answer, isn't it like they always just you go to the next person to see if they have the answer?
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. It's definitely like a chain link.
0: All right all right so my last question is uh so how, how i'm gonna end every show is i'm gonna ask what your favorite disney parks background music is because i want to use that as the background music to to our conversation so i'm curious what's your favorite uh disney background loop
1: mm, can it be like a song
0: it could be a song yeah we could, okay. we could do a song yeah
1: definitely boo to you
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would love it yeah no, it's... Uh, yeah, boot to you. Uh, I love that parade. It's so good. <laughs> so uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Um, I This was great. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, I, I hope you had a good time. Um, and maybe sometime in the future, you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, but yeah.
1: I had an amazing time. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I always love talking about my time working for Disney. It was truly a magical
0: experience cool yeah you there's you have a big big gap there so maybe we can uh do another show in the future if there if there's more to tell because i've i already thought of some other questions that i want <laughs> to tell or to to ask i mean so but uh all right cool jen thank you so much again for for coming on the show so well i hope you have a great thanksgiving you doing anything good
1: i'm just visiting uh family members so it'll be a nice low-key thanksgiving this year
0: Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, we'll take care and have a great night. Thanks. You too. you guys enjoyed that episode um jen again it was a pleasure having you on i had a lot of fun with our conversation uh, and hey if anyone out there wants to be on the show if you were a previous disney cast member and if you would like to be interviewed and discuss your time uh, working at the parks please let me know and uh, we'll we'll schedule uh, schedule an interview uh, in the future you can just shoot me an, uh, an email over at xspresspodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website and you can contact me through there at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, so, guys, I, again, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If I would love to hear your feedback and let me know what you thought of the show. Uh, if there's things I should change or if there's, like, questions you want me to ask future cast members, uh, let me know. And you can, you can reach me the same ways that I just mentioned. So, All right, well, I I do have another recording that's coming up next week, uh, and uh, I'm excited to bring you that one, and that's from Micah from the Disney Time podcast, so you can check him out if you like. Uh, So yeah, he's going to be coming at us with an interview next week. But all right, so that's going to wrap it up for another episode. And if you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast at Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can even listen to it on our website at We You can sh- uh, look it up on your mobile phone or if you're desktop on the desktop if you're at work. Um, uh, if you're not following me on social media, uh, you can find me at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and this week, uh, I just started a new thing on Instagram. So if you want to check it out, uh, what I've been doing is I've been kind of in my Instagram story, I've been uh, showing facts for, for – for, for as of right now, I've done a few resorts where I did like four fun facts for the resorts. So, so far, I did like Wilderness Lodge and Old Key West. So, And those will be highlighted on my profile if you want to check those out uh, If in case you missed the stories. But, yeah, so I'm going to be doing something fun on the Instagram stories. So follow me along on Instagram. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. Uh, I've never been big into Twitter, but I'm trying to be more active on there. So anyways, but if you have any feedback uh, or any questions, you can send it over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. All right, well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers.
1: We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.